This episode of the Duck Gun Podcast proudly brought to you by Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels, the market's only double-walled, roto-molded dog crate, and a five-star crash test-rated kennel. These American-made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy testing just to show how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it, hammering it with a 630-pound sled, tossing it off a 200-foot cliff, and shooting it with a 12-gauge at seven paces with no pellet penetration. You're hitting the road with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Protect your best friend and protect your investment. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. On this weekly hunt update, Elliot and I go over the Kansas trip that I went on second time down there this season, and it doesn't disappoint again. We had ice, we had snow, we had cold temperatures, wind blowing, and mallards. First, a quick word from our partners, and we'll be right into the podcast. Hey guys, Tim from HTR here. If you really want to get your group up front and in the action, check out our new HTR A-Frame. Hunt anywhere, concealed. It sets up and takes down in less time than it takes to put your waders on. We've developed our own camo patterns for a better hide, with more designs coming. We have you covered from the sides and the top. Oh, and did I mention, our A-Frame is only 10 pieces out of the box? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on htrinnovations.com. Hey guys, another great company that we have partnered with is Sportsman Taxidermy. And we had Corey on the podcast not too long ago, so jump back, check that one out. Really great content there. Um, but they do everything from waterfowl, deers, turkey, and they've even done a lion at the shop. It's award-winning taxidermy, and they're out of Belton, Missouri. Um, you can reach them at... 816-331-5171 or email at taxidermy at outlook.com and did I mention if you're not in the area they also do shipping so that's great be sure to check them out guys we'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at white rock decoys be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks silhouettes and fully collapsible floater decoys we'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners over at Bailey's Game Calls. These 3D printed plastic calls are made in America, highly customizable and floating. They also have a patent pending on the density of their calls which allows them to mimic wood and acrylic calls. Be sure to check out Bailey's Game Calls for your next duck or goose call. What's going on folks? I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my host alongside me, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we're here for another podcast. How you doing today, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good. Doesn't seem that long ago that you were just leaving the house and heading back to Indiana. How did the ride go? Oh, you know, traveling with a baby baby's never easy, so uh, <laughs> I think I think it took us close to eleven hours. <laughs> and how long of a drive is it normally? Uh, about nine. Yeah, that's about right. Anytime I put, have my wife and family with me, you can tack on a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially with a little one where you got to stop for uh, feeding and all that kind of stuff. Can't eat on the road, obviously. And Yeah. 
yeah. this old house fell in love with that little baby i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute man yeah she's definitely a cutie <laughs> yeah oh goodness she's awesome yeah so uh what you been up to lately well we had a, a snow day today so we didn't have oh, any school wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I cleaned up that pile of of um, hunting equipment that we left in my garage, which was like a, a waterfowl bomb went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cleaned yeah. that all up and got that all organized. So sh- shoveled the driveway. Um, that was about it. You guys get any more snow or it was just yeah. the ice? We got ice and a little more snow a couple of okay. inches. Yeah, I was gonna we say got we a got a lot of ice recently. We got a ton of ice too. Like it was like dangerous to walk in your own driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, my my buddy Hunter w- told me this morning he went to go out to his vehicle and he was texting his wife to be careful on her way to work and he fell flat on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> we you know, luckily when we're out hunting with all that snow and ice and everything, we didn't have any injuries. Um Aiden is off to, to college out west. Um, and he went out scouting because where he's going to college now, he just left, I guess, the day after the Super or not Super Bowl, Super Bowl for the Chiefs fans, kind of. Um, the day after the Chiefs lost, he went um, to his college. And so, which is only about an hour from where I grew up. So I've been giving him some ideas of where to hunt and what to do out there. And he went out and got stuck twice yesterday and had to get pulled out of a ditch by some locals. And uh, and uh, uh, he had a quite the time. Oh, wow. Well, I guess that's a good way to start meeting people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Then today he went out there and shot a limit plus three geese. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll take a little bit of credit with the scouting help. Yeah. As far man. as just like the images, look here, look there. So he's at one of my very favorite places to hunt. Um, and I haven't hunted this place for years and years and years because it's just a little bit. It's a little bit farther than what we want to do, but it's a mm. cool place. It's a cool place. The big reservoir. He found so, a nice hole. So with him over there, uh, um, are you going to be more likely to make a trip that way or no? Um, probably. I mean, if he gets them all scouted out and everything, uh, yeah. it's not too far off where we. It's only about forty-five minutes from where we hunt teal early season, so. It's not too far. It's not. It's not too much farther. Awesome. We probably will. Yeah, our, our duck season's over. So <laughs> that was my last duck that I shot with you. <laughs> well, it was a good one. That d- double, almost triple. Or yeah. no, I guess your last duck would have been the uh, gadwall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've got this one. I'm. I'm gonna hunt Saturday. And I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Um, well, I have some, a couple options, but. No one's really around here to go with me, so I'll either hunt maybe Corn's Pond with him, or maybe go back. I don't know. I'm thinking about going back on the river, but I'm not dying to do that by myself. But I probably yeah. would. I probably would. <laughs> I will see. Yeah. I fixed that cable today, which was super easy to fix. Oh, there you go. My dad sent the uh, um, a replacement. So that was a pain with coming up that river. Was I don't know if you could see. I was constantly having to pull that cord. Yeah, I knew you were doing something. Like that, that was a hassle. <laughs> that was a hassle. <laughs> so that's yeah. fixed. That's good. Mm-hmm. We're still, uh, we still got our goose season going on though. So I at least have that to look forward to <laughs> a little bit. How much longer does that run? Um, I think it's like February 10th maybe is where, where it ends. So I mean, we still yeah. got, 
what is that three weekends i think so mm-hmm, i think so yeah we've got three or four i'm not sure of goose season but i will not hunt goose season every weekend i'll i i won't i just i'm 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 ready for a little break i mean i always love it and i'm not you know it's just the gosh, grind we just push, yeah. yeah we just push so hard yeah and you know i don't mind having some time off where i'm not because if it's on if duck season's on i just can't help myself <laughs> there's but uh, i'm not as passionate about the geese so um i probably i won't go out every weekend for geese yeah yeah i hear you on that it'd be for me I, i've not really had that great of a goose season uh you know intertwined with the duck we've had some good breaks here there with the duck hunting but um, I'd like to get on at least one solid goose hunt before the season's out. So I'll give it a try. I mean, I'll at least probably go on the weekends and, uh, you know, at least one day a week, one, probably Saturday, you know, one day of the weekend. Do you guys have a lot of geese there right now? We do. We actually were scouting out today. Um, it's just figuring out they were really acting really weird. Uh, they weren't like grouped up like in big groups kind of feeding they're just spread out in 30s and 40s and and even pairs just flying around almost like it's springtime um which is weird uh it was i mean today it got up to the upper 30s and rainy but then we're shooting straight back down to the single digits um next couple days so it'll be interesting um definitely gonna try to put a pattern on them and try to get something together for saturday for them well, I don't know near as much about goose hunting as as I do duck hunting, and and we'll I'm sure talk about this more when we talk about the hunts. But our second hunt, it's just that's the second time now that I've tried to go goose hunting when it's cold, clear, and not much wind. On that first day of the ultra cold, where the geese just don't fly at all, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's a typical thing. Or, I mean, as we were driving around, there was just no geese anywhere. And then we get in the river and they're, I mean, I don't, I bet you we, we easily flushed off three, four or 5,000 in that stretch. Yeah. I would have said the same number. And then don't see them. It's just crazy. It's weird. It's just weird. I just don't know enough. Yeah. Um, to know what to expect on that. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I guess right now is probably a good time to jump into the hunts then and do the, the update for those. Yeah. Before we do, let's, let's talk about our partner. Um, lights all. If, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that, um, we are big fans of lights all and their, um, lighting equipment. So they sell head, head flashlights, big tactical flashlights, small little magnetic cubes. They've got a whole lineup of really high quality, um, lighting equipment. So the website is L I T E Z A L L. And you can go and check it out. Certainly advise. My two favorites are the tactical and then the headlamp. Uh, make sure and check them out. Prices for, for the quality of the equipment are, are extremely reasonable. Yep. And you can use discount code DuckHunt10 for 10% off a checkout. And uh, a little kind of side note on those. Like we said, we've been using the heck out of them. But I've lost my headlamp the last hunt with you. It fell in the water <laughs> and got covered with mud. Never could find it. Um, and then the weekend before that, I lost the, um, the quad <laughs> it was in the, um, the sled and we had to cross a ditch, a deep ditch. And when we pushed the sled into it, it started to sink and we had to like backtrack and, um, that fell out of the sled into the water. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, yeah. and the quad is a lantern that's got four 
um, bars on it and you can turn on one, two, three, or four of them. I have not used that much. I've used it a lot in my garage. I haven't taken it with me. Um, that'll be uh, go on every single camping trip, but I have not been taking that one that often on, on the duck hunts. Yeah. Should have left it at home. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you down to? Just the tactical then? Yep. Okay. I have two of those. <laughs> I'm good on those. Yeah. You drop one of those in the water, no problem. <laughs> then I got a backup. There you go. So <laughs> let's jump to the hunts. Um, so first time, well, I guess, you know, to start this off, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but I was down in Kansas. This was the trip, the second trip this year. Uh, I went down to Kansas. Um, it, it's kind of rough because their hunting's a lot worse than Indiana. But, you know, <laughs> I, I just go down there to <laughs> hang out with Elliot. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Show off yeah. your adorable baby. <laughs> Yep. And uh so yeah, we went down there and I suffered through and <laughs> but uh, it was some really rough conditions as far as weather. Um I think I don't know what the temperature was, probably around 15 degrees, but then um the winds were like 20 miles per hour, so we're talking negative wind chills, snowy, blowing, all that kind of stuff. Um and Aiden had done some scouting uh of the the spot we're going to hunt. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. This is yeah, <laughs> kind I'll of secondhand in. information yeah. as well. So, uh, so yeah, we had a sweet spot picked out out there in the marsh. I was really glad we got a chance to get out there. Um, one thing I really wanted to experience uh, was the marshes out there. So um, <clears throat> we got out there, had a hole picked out. We, we actually stopped by two different places. And the hike in there, I mean, kind of do it justice. It was a little bit over six tenths of a mile uh, through the snow, pulling sleds. We pulled the HDRA frame, uh, decoys. I don't know how many dozen decoys we had with us, but we had a bunch of white rocks and we had um, uh, a couple dozen, or no, maybe a dozen goose floaters. There was a half dozen. Um, but yeah. Let's we, re- we, let, let, let me rewind just a little bit um, on this because the thing that I will always remember about this hunt and this, this is going to be one of those hunts that sticks out in my mind because of the, the atmosphere um, was very unique on, on this on this hunt. Um, Aiden had found, he, he wasn't sure how many birds he had found because he didn't want to scare him. But he heard lots of quacking, pintails, widgeon, teal. So we were pretty sure that we had a lot of birds um, located. The only problem was with the temperature, it's always, is it going to freeze? Is it not going to freeze? And based on the wind, which was going to be whipping, the, the way this pool sets is there's this little bottleneck um, that sets north to south. So we knew the, the wind was going to be right on that spot. And we, we just banked on the fact that it was still going to be open because of the wind. Now, when we were at the, you know where we had the A-frame set up, did you look back to the north at all from there, Jordan? Uh, was that to the right? Uh, behind the A-frame. Um, well, I mean, there was just trees there, right? Uh, well, I mean, down, down up the bottleneck. Okay, no, I didn't actually get a chance to look that way. Because you very you saw a very small proportion of the pool. There's two sections of the pool. There's the big bowl, and then there's that little bottleneck, and then there's the little section. So you really didn't you really didn't see the the great portion of the of this pool, um, which we normally hunt the bigger side. But from you know ten days out on this hunt, I was just hoping that we would get you in there and be able to just see something different. So when we picked this place, we were just kind of fingers crossed we would still have open water. We really thought that we would. Um, and 
when we when we and you alluded to that we had sleds and it was snowing so this is a um i'm pretty sure this is a natural pool the, the reason it's hard to tell is because these reservoirs in kansas were man-made and once they're man-made they back up all this water and then the inflow creek on heavy rains floods and so and sometimes it makes a lot of pools i don't know whether this particular pool was caused by the reservoir being created or whether it was already there and natural uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure but it's surrounded by forest and hills on one side and the river on the other and so to get into this place there's a tiny little road that goes down and i think that i i think that road may have used to to extend on through there because you know we saw that old bridge kind of the the structure of that bridge down in there but this road is almost impossible to drive down i have driven down it but as the snow fell it was a real heavy snow all of the trees were just making like an arc on the whole road so as we were going down it was snowing there was snow all over the trees it was just such a unique experience that was one of my favorite parts was just the walk in and how it looked with the snow and and it, man it was unique it was unique so i didn't want to i didn't want us to fly by that part because that is one of the coolest things about waterfowl hunting it's like even like that place i've hunted i've shot over 100 ducks in that pool and i've never and i've been down that road dozens of times but i've never seen it look like that just because of the snow conditions and it, it was just really really unique yeah yeah i definitely agree and um, kind of to add to that, um, that environment, my favorite condition to hunt in is snow like that. And honestly, at the end of this year, I've been getting to do that a lot, which is awesome. But, um, you know, like you said, it was one of those snows where everything was sticking to the trees and, you know, just beautiful to be out there in God's creation. And, you know, just to start off the hunt and <laughs> it was super early, you know, three in the morning or whatever. Uh, I don't know what time it was, but it was early and yeah. uh, <laughs> walking down there. Um, but yeah, kind of to pick up from there, we got down there, pulled all the stuff in the sleds and we kind of discussed and you wanted to say like, should we hunt the spot where you historically have shot a lot of birds or should we, um, hunt the spot where Aiden had scouted the birds, um, yesterday and that, you know, that's always a tough choice. Um, you know, should you go with the most recent information or historical information? Um, and we're kind of discussing that amongst ourselves, and it was really you and Aiden kind of, you know, Aiden wanted to hunt the spot he scouted, um, and, and you were kind of, it seemed like you're leaning maybe towards hunting, hunting the spot that you had done well in the past. And then you guys made the mistake of asking me and I'm like, well, if we just saw birds there, let's go, let's go <laughs> hunt over there. And so, um, <laughs> so, you know, that's where we kind of decided at that point to go hunt the other spot and we set, went over there, set up. Uh, we had a nice hole in there, and we got all the decoys. I don't know how many dozen floaters you think we had. Let's see, um, like five or we six. About, we all, did. We we only had the white rocks, right? Uh, I yeah, don't remember. we had about 30, 30 duck decoys, and then six goose. Okay, floaters. okay. So we had uh, about three dozen, a little bit more than three dozen decoys yeah. in there. So we had that all set up, and we took ton of time brushing in the a-frame aiden was cutting down branches with his saw a little twig branches to to help brush it in and we worked um, hard i was yeah. i was tired 
<laughs> of course, yeah. Aiden's still going like Energizer Bunny, and I'm just like, I got to sit down. I'm just done. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need a cup, a cup of coffee. <laughs> I know, and he's still running around like <laughs> that guy's. He's just never stops. <laughs> yeah, and so we had that brushed in super good. We had our marsh seats in there. We had guns loaded, everything ready to go. We're cameras set up around it, rolling, and you know, we had about 30 minutes to shooting light, and we get everything done, and we set up in there. And we wait, and our hole starts to freeze up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. an excellent hole. If the hole, it was it was naturally there. And for, what do you think? We were there two hours probably ahead of time in that hole. Yeah, and it was open the entire time. We didn't have to do anything to it. And then right before shooting time, it was just like magic. I looked around. It's like the hole. The hole's freezing up. And then within like three minutes, it was just gone. Yeah, it was crazy. And it wasn't a tiny hole. I mean, it was, what do you I think? Mean, it was big. 40 by 30, something like that, maybe? is that It was that bigger than, than that. Hole? I think it was bigger than that to start with. And it was just gone. Just Now, I, the temperature I've been watching, and it, it was dropped. The coldest point it was supposed to get to was at 8 o'clock. So when we were out there, the temperature did continue to drop. But with that, with that whipping wind... I didn't, once we were out there and that hole was open, I didn't even think anything of the, oh, we're going to lose the hole. I thought, okay, we've got this. I, I, we were just going to slam them. Yeah. So the only thing I could think of that maybe we didn't consider, but, and I still don't think this is accurate, but I thought maybe was there a possibility that birds were sitting in that hole when we got there and we flushed them up because we didn't hear any. Yeah. So if they were keeping it open, but then the other thing was the other, the other hole we looked at, um, where it was open, there wasn't any any birds in that either. So I don't we think we could have flushed them up too. Because I mean, who knows? Yeah. So the they, only they could thing, have been in both those holes. Yeah, they could have been, but I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Usually, you hear something. No, but we were, you know, three of us with sleds and the wind and and you know, because even hearing those geese down in that bowl from where I know they were sitting didn't sound very loud compared to how close they really were. Yeah. So I, I, who knows? Maybe so. I know that that spot. Well, the the spot I wanted to set up in is the last spot to freeze on that pool, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted it. And I've just seen birds go in there um, on those exact types of conditions. I've shot limits in there, hmm. so I, I I don't know if the birds were in there. I don't think they were. I think I don't that think so either. Be, because it was like thirty degrees at midnight. And or whether they were or not, I don't think they were keeping it open. And it was like one degree, it kept losing like one degree an hour, one degree an hour. So it went from, you know, it just got down to about 16 when we got there. I guess it's only a couple degrees earlier. I, I don't know. But that hole was gone and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting there and, you know, we had some birds come probably within passing range and we had. Uh, some we had a, a till even land right in the set just sitting there and this is before shooting light so we're still waiting waiting and it was literally like as that was happening it was still freezing up more and quickly and uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. uh and we had you know tons and tons i mean hundreds of birds cross in front of us um but not not wanting to land because it was all slush and ice um and they all went and land right where we would have been setting up if we, if right we where I wanted to set up. <laughs> so, well, 
I think we made the right decision just based on the information we had, because uh, that hole that we were in initially looked it was looked fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't freeze up, I'm sure we would have smashed them. It would have been a quick limit. Yeah, I mean, it looked like either one would have been. So it's like they all went and landed over there. And so we decided, you know, I think it was about 15 minutes after seating light. If that. Yeah. <laughs> it was I fast. Mean, it was quick. Might have been 15. Might have been We, we got to move. We're like, we got to move. And uh, <laughs> so we picked up all the decoys. And I, I'd say... If anything, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if we could have even took like five to ten decoys and went over there, because they wanted in that spot, you yeah. know. Um, but we didn't, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll just tell the story as it is. But. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, we got out of there quick, though. We, we, when we picked up decoys and we've got those sleds, there's no putting them on carabiners. It's just toss them in and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wouldn't have saved much time. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we get them all. You want to, you want to pick up a story from here? <laughs> sure. So we were, I think we were maybe from where the ducks were landing. I'm guessing we were 150 yards, maybe about that. So we threw everything in the sleds, but we decided to leave the A-frame because the A-frame we were in uh, just underneath deep water where the A-frame was. So we just wanted to get over there fast. Cause I mean, it was like Jordan said, hundreds of ducks. It was like a river of ducks. It was a constant stream it wasn't like there's a flock 30, you know, a couple more minutes. There's a flock. It was just constant, constant birds. And, and, um, Jordan's, I've seen a little bit of Jordan's footage of this hunt, which my hunt's actually already out on YouTube. Um, if you go to freelance duck hunting, my video of this hunt is already out and ready. And I think it turned out pretty good. I'm happy with it. But on Jordan's, he was, he was the first one to get over there. So Aiden, we threw all the stuff in the sled and Aiden and I were pulling sleds and Jordan was, was just going with stuff. And he flushed them all those ducks off of where they were. And on his head GoPro, I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was a, it might, do you think it, that hit a thousand? It was definitely oh, yeah. hundreds. I, no, it was a thousand. Cause there was like three waves that I pushed up that were just like hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this hole that wasn't big. Yeah. Well, it was, I think it was multiple holes back there. There's one further mm -hmm. than the hole we sat up in. Um, but it was the inflow creek that comes into this pool is where is where these two basic open holes were. In fact, the place where we were talking about actually setting up over there was was frozen, and um, we had to go a little bit farther back in. But you got great footage of all of those birds flushing out of there. Yeah, I mean they flew like ten, fifteen yards overhead, <laughs> and I I probably could have popped a few, but um, yeah. I think we've talked about this before in other podcasts. When you bump ducks off a hole. Do you really want to scare them and then have none of them come back? And with that yeah. many birds, that you're educating all of them. So I was really torn. And I was like, if I see a pintail, I'm going to shoot it. But besides that, <laughs> I'll hold my well, fire. And you know, in that situation, we're trying to film the hunt. Now you had your your head camera on, but when we have that type of situation, we're all thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy limit. I mean, here we've got everything else is frozen up except these two little holes here. There's thousands of birds. That are just coming off there there's they had been pouring in there so in my mind because i had one picked out i can still see it in my eyes a mallard drake it was probably 25 might have been 30 it's probably more like 30 straight up but i mean it was easily a killable shot and i thought about killing it and i'm just like why do i want to do that let's just get over there get it set up right get the cameras in in action and shoot our limit over there um you know where if it's like I remember a different situation where Dan and Corn and I were hunting when I mean, it had just been dead all day long. And we flushed a bunch of mergansers and crap um, off and they came right over us. 
And we were shooting at him because it's like, oh, you're desperate to get one. But in this situation, we were all pretty confident that that we're going to take care of this. This is going to happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely had so that we, feel to it. Yeah. So by the time we got over there, um, we had we got we did it pretty quick, and we found the pool we were going to set up in the exact spot, and we started throwing decoys out. And I think here's where I, I think we made a bad decision: is we should have just thrown out six decoys real quick. And then gotten down and set up. And then as we have a chance, you can throw out more and more decoys. You know, we took quite a bit of time throwing out those 30 decoys, six geese. I bet you we took an extra 10, 12 minutes doing that. And during that time, we had birds trying to come into the hole. Um, and we weren't taking them. But then finally, that this one Drake just drifted in. And we're just standing there. He's got his wings cupped. I'm sure this vision is just burned into your mind. <laughs> he just coasts down in and you just couldn't stand it. Cause it was just an easy shot out of the decoys and you folded him up. But um, we had, had we just thrown out six and gotten down real quick, we would have gotten in on those passes. I bet you we had a shot four or five more birds if we had done that. Yeah, probably. Cause we, we had that. And then um, mm -hmm. on that, that solo, so that, that one came in um, and I sent chief, he retrieved it, came back and, uh, he got up on shore and I see another one. I'm like, and, uh, I've already watched some of my GoPro footage. Haven't finished my video yet, but in my GoPro, I'm like, he's coming, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And I just sit down on the bank <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> and like you said, we're thinking like, you know, for the filming, get the cameras rolling, get all set up, all that kind of stuff. And, um, Aiden had just filmed me, uh, you know, with chief and getting the retrieve on that one. And so I'm like, is the camera still rolling? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I say. And um, and that and that Drake, that solo Drake just comes in there and lands probably, you know, between 15 and 20 yards. I mean, he just cupped the whole way and lands right in the decoys, right at the edge of the decoys, actually, the outside yeah. of them. And so we didn't end up shooting that one. And, and we're like, uh, I think you said something along the lines. Oh, you know, that's all right. We're, we're going to have a, a good hunt still and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> Oh, I saw that clip. I'm like, we're going to shoot a limit. Don't worry about it. Cause yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> at that point I thought it was a done deal with, yeah, with what and, we had seen and what we had. I'm like, okay, let's, let's set up. Right. Let's get this done. Right. Let's sit down, shoot our limit. Yeah. 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 And we all agreed at that, at that point, you know, like they say, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I wish I had that one back. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And uh, you would have shot at him coming over your head too. You would, uh, you would have, you would have shot your limit. Yeah, I, yeah, I could have. You always look back. That's one thing I always do. I try not to, but you, you always play back in your mind when you get done with the hunt. You're like, if this happened or this happened or this happened, then you know I would have been able to, you know, have a better hunt or whatever, you know. And it's really easy to do yeah. that. You can always count mistakes you made or shots you missed or um, if you like changed your setup quicker or whatever. It's just easy to play back in your mind and try to figure things that you could have done better or different. Yeah, and I think like when you're younger in your career and in age, um, and I, I'm not referring specifically to you, but just, just in general, because I don't think you're so much this way, um, but you're just really hungry to pull the trigger and to kill, to kill ducks. And so like those shots right overhead, when I was in my twenties, there's no way I would have passed up on those. There's just no way. Um, and the point now it's like, okay, I've got six birds I can kill. Um, I want to kill those six birds, but I want to kill them a very specific way. I don't ultimately really want to just have them fly over my head. I want to kill them. Like you killed that one. And like that group of four that came in, 
that that's how I want to kill them. So it's like if I kill this one here and that one on the water, well, that's that's two birds I can't kill hovering over the decoys. Yeah, you know, that's kind of how I look at it, and especially as good a year as we've had, it makes a difference too. Because if you're in a bad dry spell, then your that hunger starts dry, you know, starts pushing in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not it's not just killing them. It's like how are you going to kill them and doing it the way you want to do it. Yeah, I hear you on that. <laughs> so and there's nothing wrong with people in their twenties that feel that way. It's just it's just about the stages. You know? Yeah. You want to continue on from there? Uh, sure. So we got everything set up and we got in our places. Um, so we already had that one Drake that Jordan had killed. And it wasn't very long after that, that we started getting worked with, with birds. And I got pretty good footage of this. Um, some geese were trying to come in and ducks were circling us. And we had a decent, decent sized flock that was, that was circling us. And three came over and a hen dropped out of the three and coasted right down in and landed. And I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure because it was a hen and two drakes and the hen dropped and came down in. I'm sure two of these other three that came in were probably those two birds. Did you yeah, follow those? I think that was the same thing. I didn't follow them, but I just, just assumed that they came back to follow her. Because I was filming. I wasn't shooting on this pass. And so, I mean, I got great. I wish I had been a drake and got killed because I had such good close up of that one. <laughs> um, but then another another drake starts coming in. He wings out to the right to cut into the wind. And he just starts dropping then, and then behind him, two more drakes circle and float, and they three drakes float, or no, two drakes and a hen, just all float in perfectly right together. And I think, if I remember on the video, I think I called the shot and Aiden called the shot, and you and Aiden jumped up. And well, you take that pass because from your perspective on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the all of them came in there. We had the hen on the water already. And I think to that point you asked, do you want to take the hen? And this is how confident we are. I'm like, and you said, Jordan, you want to take the hen? And I said, no, because because <laughs> we're if we're gonna see so many, you yeah. know, so many ducks that I'm like, well, let's just let's pick out the green if we can. Yeah. Um and we don't always have that opportunity in Indiana. We just don't see the numbers usually, but we had so many birds working in there. Um and we let it sit in the water, which was a good choice because the other birds kind of followed in shortly shortly after that. And, um, and yeah, like you said, we had, you know, those three birds coming kind of simultaneous and, uh, and I guess all three of us probably called the shot on that one cause they were right in there, um, mm -hmm. floating in and me and Aiden both stood up and we, our first shots, we both popped the Drake on either side mm -hmm. of the, the set. And then, um, I doubled on the hen. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, you know, perfect. Um, I'm trying to think. Then you almost killed the. Then you tried to go for the triple. Yeah, and almost killed the hen on the water. <laughs> yeah, coming off the water. The one came off the water, and I got a little greedy at that point and went for it. Um, and I'm pretty sure it dusted her, but uh, didn't drop her. <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, we've got three. I mean, that couldn't have been more perfect. Um, we've got three, and we're off. So now, so now that gives us three drakes and a hen. And um, after that, um, looked out there and noticed the hole is starting to shrink because <laughs> it was pretty, it was a really long hole for um, when we got there. Real quick before uh, we jump onto that. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about that, uh, that group that came in there, I know Aiden shot twice and he said he only had two shells in his gun, but it seems like he is a shell or two short quite often. Is there something to that? Or do you notice that as well? Or <laughs> uh, No, I, I haven't noticed it. <laughs> I think I thought I only shot once on that. Did he? 
Yeah, I think he only shot once. Because in the, in that clip, I heard him say I only shot. Yeah, yeah, I think he only shot once. Mm. Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't go after that hen that you killed with him, but I'm pretty sure he only shot once. Mm. I'd have to watch it again. I thought I heard five shots. Maybe so. Maybe he's just a little <laughs> liar. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to remember at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the dogs, the dogs did well on that retrieve. Uh, Chief took a hand signal. Yeah, he actually um, took two hand signals in a row. <laughs> in a in a row, it sounds so impressive, you know. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> learning dogs still. So yeah. I, I'm always impressed when he takes the hand signals. Um, or not impressed. Uh, what's the right word? <laughs> um, thrilled that some of my training has actually sunk in <laughs> with Encouraged. how bad of a trainer <laughs> I am. Encouraged and elated. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we work on a lot, but. You know, he's yeah. he's a work in progress. And Izzy and Chief got along. Other than Izzy bit at him one time, they got along great on this. Um, they really he wasn't just constantly worrying about her. He's like it's like he finally feels a little comfortable with her. Yeah, that was good. So the the ISO was just starting to shrink again, and we had um, a few more small groups come and look at us. And I I think that 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 those probably saw us i know there was one that that couple that we passed up on that were just out of range that maybe we should have taken um but the action slowed pretty quick because we were just losing our ice hole mm -hmm. yeah so it, we kept going out we kept with as the ice was coming in we'd go out we'd walk around in it um we'd move when we'd get back to the shore that this is when i realized we were done because we went out we walked around in it came back to the shore i sat down and looked at it and it looked exactly the same as it had before we went out and i'm like oh no because we had it we had them we had them yeah and by the time we were done we went from a hole that was 80 to 90 yards long to 20 yards long probably i mean that thing just disappeared just disappeared yeah it was crazy. over about an, over about an hour you think yeah i mean if that it was quick mm-hmm from when we got over there, not from an hour from shooting light, but yeah. had we been there, I just can't even imagine how insane that would have been had we been there. And uh, considering if we had been all, cause we would have had the A-frame there and man, yeah, I mean, it would have been. been insane. Yeah. I think we would have limited, but you know, come to think of it, had we actually set up on that side, we probably wouldn't have sat up where the, that hole was. We would have sat up farther out on that point. And that point, it probably the same thing would have happened is we would have lost that, except it had just been faster. We could have got to where they were going faster. Um, but we probably still would have had the same ice hole freeze up right before shooting time, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, who knows? Because I don't think, I know I would have been very resistant to setting up that far in that creek. I don't like setting up that far in there, um, which I guess this experience will change that a little bit. But Yeah, with the ice at least. Yeah, because I know the last time I was in there in similar conditions, the hole was out there, kind of, you know, where I wanted to set up, and I shot my limit in there. But it wasn't very many ducks that day, um, like like this day. There was just tons, tons of yeah. birds. Yeah, so well, I guess we had the gadwall and teal. I forgot to talk about those. Yep. You want to take that? Sure. So um, we're, we kind of moved back once we, we kind of figured they could see us or something was flaring them. Um, and maybe that's what it was because we moved back and we had, um, the gadwall come right in there. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, we had to move back, but then we couldn't really see cause I never saw the gadwall till it was in the decoys. 
Yeah, me neither. Um, and same with the green wing till. Uh, we had a couple green wing till come in there, and uh, I shot the gadwall, um, and we shot at the green wing till, and Elliot cleaned that one up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was pretty much the day. After that, we decided uh, what we were debating whether to stay and stick it out with that little tiny hole. Would any more work? We didn't really see any more fly. And the whole time we packed up, we didn't see any more, any more flies. So we, I think we made the right decision getting out of there. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, still, still an awesome hunt. Um, like you said, you always remember ones that are, that go crazy. Um, whether it's, you know, the number of birds we saw, uh, the way the ice was freezing up, you know, all, all the, you know, things added up together. And for me, you know, going to Kansas and seeing just a different terrain and, uh, you know, being out in a cool place. So it, it definitely will be one that I'll remember for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And the hike out of there was really tough. That road, which I didn't mention at the beginning is, is on a hill. So coming in, we were going downhill, going out, we were going uphill and, and it wasn't horrible. It's six tenths of a mile. And you and Aiden went and took the A-frame out and I took one load up, came back just to lighten all of our loads and then took the second one up. So that was, I know when I was done and up and out of there, I was really exhausted. I got to get in better shape. <laughs> I do Cause too. if I'd have been in a lot better shape, we probably would have stuck with Aiden and Aiden went off to a different lake and shot three more birds. <laughs> <laughs> we might, if had we been in a little better shape, maybe we would have gone with him. I don't know. I don't know if too many people who would have done that went through all we went through and, and still went out and kept hunting at a different lake. I know he's, he's got some drive. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was exhausted. Yeah, I was too. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, but, exhausted, wet, cold. That's another thing we didn't mention. It was, it was. I, we mentioned it at the beginning, but I was pretty numb a, a couple times. It was most of the hands because it was so wet, and then having to get out there and redo all the decoys and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just and then redo your setup and all that kind of stuff, and it just got so wet. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing about quitting. It's like if I know I'm gonna hunt the next day. I don't really want to get home at like, you know, six or seven and then have to organize all the crap, um, get everything dry because you're all wet and then do a quick turnaround for the next morning. I don't like that at all. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you guys are less fulfilled with a hunt like that because of the number of birds shot. But like for me, you know, that's, you know, it's a lot about the adventure too, you know. And so I was fulfilled with that hunt, you know, I didn't, I didn't need to go and keep hustling and try to get on any more birds after that. I was just like, man, that was awesome. Let's take a break. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a, it was one of the more enjoyable hunts of the year. Actually, if I, if I, I mean, I only shot one bird, but just experience and environment, it was one of the most memorable ones of the year. Yep. So day two going out for another hunt, um, got everything turned around and, uh, got the boat working again boat motor going um and the temperatures for the second day were supposed to be single digits but no wind so what was it supposed to be like three degrees i can't remember what it was um the t- i think it was supposed to be like six or seven a little bit higher than that but sunny okay. and 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 i was i mean i felt great when we're out there on that day it was yeah. i didn't feel cold at all <laughs> the only time i was cold so we made one fatal error, and by we, it was, I, I'm going to have to give Elliot a hard time on this one. So <laughs> so we get our waders, and, and how we thawed everything out from the first day, from all the ice and all that stuff, um, a little space heater in the garage and all the stuff piled in front of it, and that ran for, like, you know, hours, and it 
uh, you know, got all the ice off of it and made everything really wet, including our waders were sitting there. And because when we got done, it was literally like prying off like these icy waders that could have just stood up on their own. And <laughs> yeah, so we you had threw to, your waders into the sled, and I remember looking out, and it just looked like the lower torso of a human. <laughs> <laughs> it was fully formed half of a man right there laying in the sled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we thawed those out sitting in the garage. So the next day comes, and we're packing up, and you throw them in the back of your truck. <laughs> bad move. Bad, bad move. <laughs> back of the truck, and it's six, six degrees outside. So we drive to the boat launch, and we get there, <laughs> and we get our waders out of the truck, and I'm like, how is this going to work? Like, we can't even we can't even open our waders. And, like, I think I tried. I think I tried to put my foot through it, and it just didn't budge, like, at all. <laughs> yeah, they were frozen. I, I did. I was able to get in mine, but they weren't very comfortable. Well, you got – so you didn't get in them at first because we tried. We couldn't. And um, one of uh, – somebody you know, John. Yeah. Um, He's actually a patron and um, just a longtime follower that I've talked to on and off. And he happened to be in the area. So, right, come on with us. Yep, so he's coming with us on the hunt, and uh, he gets there. And also, another thing is your your uh, heater in your truck wasn't working. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we couldn't thaw these waders out to get them on. So I, honestly, I was like, how are we going to even hunt? Like, how's this going to work? <laughs> and yeah. uh, and we're like, well, we could have John do all the water work or, or something like that. Or But anyways, so John gets there. We're like, hey, can we thaw out our waders in, in your truck? And so <laughs> we're able to thaw them out. And it was so cold that, like, we thawed them out, and uh, yours got thawed out, and mine were still a little icy, and uh, mostly thawed out. So I get him out of his truck, and I get one foot in, and literally while I'm working my one foot in, the other side of the waders freeze again. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried, like I tried and I tried, I couldn't get my foot in in the waders. So um, when when we got there, so the boat launch, we're gonna go out in the river kind of jump ahead. I'm still, I have one foot in and I'm just walking around with these waders not on all the way because I can't get them on. And uh, <laughs> we realized that the boat launch is is frozen and it's on a steep incline. Pure it's ice. Just, it's, yeah, it's got a, a sheet of ice on it. And so you try to work down it a little ways and you're like, ah, I don't think it's going to work. And you try to pull out of there and even then your tires are spinning and, yeah. and, uh, and you had only gone down just partway down the ramp. And probably smart choice. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> no, no, we'd still be there. <laughs> the, the truck would be there. We'd be waiting for a thaw. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee so, you, in my twenties, I'd have done it. I'd have tried to do it like an idiot. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yep. So um, from there, we have to like search. We're just like, okay, so what's Plan B? What's Plan C? What's Plan D? And we kind of checked them all with uh just going to different spots and everything is froze over everything's froze over um but we'd go out to some of the bigger bigger lakes and there'd be a hole out in the middle um but no way to hunt it because it's just out in the middle and you know birds all over the place but no way to hunt it so we kept trying place after place everything's frozen up so we ended up working out uh towards the river again and uh different boat ramp yeah different boat ramp um, but from the bridge, we could we could uh, scope down there with our knocks and see that there was um, a bunch of geese sitting up on. Uh, I don't know if it was ice or a sandbar or what it was, yeah, but the there's birds out there to 
to go after. So that was kind of our final choice. And by now, we're talking it'd been like three and a half hours later. Yeah, it was annoying. Oh, man, I hate that. I just feel the day click, tick, 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 tick. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> well, I have to commend you because I think that a lot of people would have gave up by then. <laughs> oh, I mean, here I've got you from it. Well, I wouldn't have given up even if it was by myself. But, um, you know, I've got you here from Indiana, and then John is here from Wisconsin, and he didn't even fire a, sh- a shot the day before. It's like, we we're going to find something to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we get out there. You want to take the story from here? Yeah, so um, this river is, um, well, it's the Kansas River, and it's real shallow, but right now it's running pretty high. Um, it's running about four, four or five feet higher than what it normally is during this time of the year. So we're working down um, the river, and we're, we're going downriver on this one, and we go to the first sandbar that has all these geese, and we, there was actually a lot more than what we expected there to be, um, 1,000, 2,000. But I, we really wanted to get on the ducks, and so our, we decided we'd con- continue to run down the river about another three miles and just hope to find a big pool of ducks or geese and ducks that we can we can maybe get on. So as we're going down this river stretch, every half mile or so, I mean, we're kicking up big numbers of geese. And from the whole couple, two, three-mile stretch we ran, I mean, we kicked off a ton of geese, not very many ducks. So finally, we found this little spot, and from this spot, sometimes when you hunt this river, you have to actually be on the sandbars. If you're lucky, you can find a place by the banks. You can kind of tuck into the trees. So we found a little spot that that was a little sandbar right by the trees, and beautiful little place. So we decided to set up there. So we set up four, five, six dozen um, white rock goose decoys, silhouettes, and socks, and just threw out a couple dozen of duck decoys. And, and at this point, I did not have um, much optimism towards this hunt. Um, <laughs> other than I thought maybe we could get some geese back in. But I really wanted to be on the ducks. Um, so we sat there on, on the bank. And without going through all of, all of the details, um, basically we didn't shoot anything. <laughs> but we did have a couple groups, a couple pairs, a single and a couple pairs of mallards sneak into the decoys from behind us. We're actually on an island with a bunch of trees on it. And I will say um, it was, the sun was out. It wasn't blowing much. We made soup. It was a really enjoyable, relaxing hunt. Um, Even though we didn't, we weren't able to shoot. We weren't able to even pull the trigger. Um, I guess Jordan took one shot, but we had, there was gold and I working up and down the river from time, a few. Um, But the weird thing is, is the geese just never, ever showed themselves back up. We, we hunted until three o'clock. And maybe they would have come back in there right at the end. I know we saw some geese coming into the area as we were pulling out of the boat ramp. Um, but, um, you know, it was just a very, we were out there, I'm guessing how many hours, four, four and a half hours. And just the action was very, very slow. But it was enjoyable. We got to goofing around. We uh, peer pressured John into taking a shot at a silhouette just for the, just for the fun of it to see what would happen. Ate some soup. Um, the, the closest thing we had to killing a bird, and this is where Jordan took his shot, is from over the back left. We looked up, and it, from the back left, a mallard drake had come over the trees. And I know you saw it before I did, but I looked up, and this it looked like a massive, huge, fat mallard drake 15 yards from my face, just winging right going towards the decoys. Um, and I was trying to get my gun up, but you were able to squeeze off a shot before I was. But by the time you got a shot up, shot off, it was – pushing the range and everything 
Um, so yeah. we we went out of there with nothing. Yeah. But I I did enjoy the day. I, I really did. Yeah. No, the river's was, beautiful. Yeah. It was cool to see that as well. Now, on the way out, the worst part about the day is that these rivers run the same channels. So if you know where the channels are, which the channels aren't deep, but they're deeper. And um, the river has been high since October. And what happens is it pushes sand like crazy. So the channels will change. New sandbars would form. But with the river being so high, I thought we could just cruise up and down it with no problem. And on the way down, we only hit sand a couple times. But on the way back out, I bet you eight, nine different times we got in sand that was just too shallow to even move the boat. And we'd have to get out, drag the boat through the current, and get back in it. And that was really, to me, that was extremely frustrating. So I'm trying to get home to watch the Chiefs game. And I'm tired. I just don't want to mess with it. And then I'm worried about the prop because the more you grind that prop into the sand, you know, it's just like glass. It's like chewing down, trying to chew at the prop. And I did not like that trip out of there. That took us, I bet you it took us an hour and a half, don't you think, to get out of there? Uh, yeah, it took a long time. Because <laughs> I remember I was like, I bet you we can get out of here in an hour. And you're like, nope. <laughs> and that was before we even knew about the sand. I mean, I bet you just the, not even picking up the equipment. It was like two hours at least from the time we started picking up equipment until the time we got to the boat ramp. Then we get to the boat ramp and um, go down in there to pull the boat out. And the boat ramp isn't icy, but there's a lot of mud at the bottom. And we came very very close to getting stuck on there in there and not being able to get out very close but the best part about that was jordan's in the boat and i'm in the truck and i'm trying to rock it back and forth um to get out of there and i look back in the rearview mirror and i'm spinning the tires and i'm just flinging mud all over the boat jordan's in the boat i see jordan like covering his eyes and his head his mud's just like spraying him <laughs> and Chief's just standing there taking it. He doesn't even move. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt bad about it when I saw it. I was like, well, I mean, that's why I stopped. I was like, do you want to get out? Because I got to keep doing this. I mean, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I was able to rock it back and forth enough that um, I got a section of concrete cleared and was able to get out of there. Um, but event, eventful, eventful. Yep, eventful for sure. So that pretty much sums up the Kansas trip. You know, uh, I, I'll say definitely on average, it looks like you do better without me than with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've struggled since just all January. It has been a struggle. We haven't done very well in January. Mm, must be rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good year. It's been it's been a good year. So we're, we're making plans maybe to do a teal hunt. And our wives got to know each other because you brought your wife and baby. They hit it off, had a great time. And uh, so we're hoping to do a little something over teal season where we can incorporate the families as well. Yeah. And you, you'll crap your pants when you see these teal hunts, I think. When you, <laughs> it's like, man, I, the ones we had this last year is like done in 20 minutes and just like teals like just buzzing everywhere. That I don't know if you remember that one video. The teal came so close to my ear, I felt the concussion of it beside my head. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get you on something like that. Yeah. Well, with my luck, I'll just bring in the skunks. You'll be like, we've never had a teal season this bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I doubt it. Teal tend to be calendar birds. I, I, but on saying that, there has been 
several hunts in the past since I started FDH where the had the had opening day started the day before it would not we would have it would have sucked. Um, where the birds just weren't there and they just show up that night. I've, that's happened twice. Mm. So there always is the possibility that we'll be, you know, like one day late or something. But <laughs> Yeah. We'll probably <laughs> shoot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that pretty much sums up the hunt update. But uh really appreciate you having me out there. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It certainly was. You guys can do it. Make it a yearly thing. All right. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in for another episode, another hunt update. Um, do us a big favor and drop us a five star over on iTunes. Really appreciate it. it helps us out a ton. Um, and that's all we got for this week. Um, be looking forward to We got some good guests lined up. But um, I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Honey, and we'll see you guys next time.